Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real Podcast. Today's podcast is entitled Don't Stop Dreaming. I was having a conversation with someone today and in the midst of us talking, I was able to just kind of share um, some things that God was doing in my own personal life. And basically in us just talking, um, she was expressing how she felt about where she was. And she was like, you know, I want to, when are certain things going to happen for me? Or it seems as if um, I've wasted time in certain areas. And she went on and she just talked and, and, I, and I, I, I let her just vent and get the frustration out. And in the midst of her talking, um, I was able to just kind of share with her about my own personal life and what God has been doing in my life. And I would, I would say these last couple of years have really been uncomfortable for me. Um, and I, I've shared this with um, you guys so many times before about how uncomfortable it has been. And there was something that I was sharing with her I was telling her I said the amazing thing about faith is that you really don't know like when you step out there and you make a decision or you make changes or you get outside of your comfort zone you're stepping into a realm that you've never been in before and a lot of times the realm that you're getting ready to step into is a place that you've been praying and seeking and asking God for And then when he finally opened the door and allowed the thing that you've been seeking him for to take place in your life, it's like the movement into it can be shaky. It can be nerve wracking. It can be um, it, it can be uncomfortable. And it's like even with me, I had posted, um, you know, that, um, you know, Friday was my last day on my job. And there are some things that I've been asking God for. And uh, and he opened the door for those things to happen. And when I got ready to put my notice in, I cannot tell you how the enemy said so much. It was so intense that I couldn't hardly enjoy the excitement of the moment. It was like the enemy kept reminding me of what I didn't have. It's like the enemy kept reminding me of my past. It was like the enemy kept, it was so many different things. And I literally, I had to, I had to step away from everything and just sit back and And I really had to get before God because I said, God, you gave me a blessing. He opened a door for something else. And I can't even enjoy what it is that you've given unto me because of the the attack of the enemy. And God in that moment reminded me that have I ever failed you? Have I, 
Have I ever not come to your rescue? And, and I had to rehearse what God had already done in my life so that I can enjoy the place that he had opened the door for me to walk into. Now, when I was talking to the young lady, the, the, the lady um, who I just, you know, who, I, who was venting to me today, all of those things came back. And I'm telling you, a lot of times when we go through situations, the majority of the time, it's not just for us to be strengthened, but so that we can be an encouragement to somebody else who is coming behind us. I was telling her, I listened to our letter of vent and I was telling her, I said, you're actually operating in the thing that you ask God for. And we talked and we talked and we talked and she was like, I want to, you know what? I didn't even look at it that way. I didn't even see it to be that, that I didn't see it that way. If you will look back over your life, a lot of things that you have been asking God for, some of those things you are already operating in them. It's the stuff that he's requiring that is bigger than what our eyes can see or what our ears have heard. We are in that realm of who God is. The manifestation of who he is. The opening of doors that are bigger than than what we can even conceive. And I'm telling you that the dreams that you have, I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you have children and their activities have stopped you from doing what needs to be done. I'm telling you that your dreams, they still matter to God. If you if you really think about it, some of the, the dreams that you have, they're connected to your assignment. And what the enemy wants to do so bad is that he wants to kill your dream so that you don't believe that, you, that it's possible for you to do what it is that you have envisioned you doing. And when I tell you that the things that God is doing in my life, I, listen, he's no respecter of person. That means that he won't do it for me and not have you in mind. But I remember moments of me seeking God and praying and asking God for this and that and so many different things in my life. And when I knew that there was a price tag that was attached to it, I was like, God, you giving me all of this. This vision and these dreams and they're bigger than me. And I don't have. I don't have the funds to do half of what you have revealed. But I kept. And I'm still. Doing whatever it is that he's called me to do. And somehow or another the money shows up. And somehow or another, the door is open. And somehow or another, a way is made. I 
I wanted to encourage you on today. Because you cannot let your dreams die. You, you, your future can't afford for you to let your dreams die now. I'm going to tell you what, what I did. I wrote down some things that I was believing God for. I wrote them down. I wrote them down. I went and I went and got a trifolder. And I wrote. And in the middle of the trifold, I had self-love because I needed to remind myself of how valuable I am and how amazing God created me to be and how loving he is. And because I belong to him, I'm supposed to have those things. And then on the left hand side, I started writing stuff that I saw that I that I wanted. From time to time, I go on realtor and I look at houses that right now I cannot even afford. But because I belong to him. It reminds me that my taste buds are where they are because of who I'm connected to. In the Bible, Joseph Joseph had dreams. And all the people around him did not believe in his dreams. He didn't stop dreaming. He didn't allow the opinions of people to cause him to forget what God had already revealed to him. I just came to awaken something on the inside of you. I don't care what it is. If you have a desire and a dream to go back to school, fill out the application. If you have a desire and a dream to live in an amazing house and drive a nice car, because I don't know what the notion where this came from is that because you are a believer that you shouldn't have nice things. We are created from an almighty God. In him are riches. And because we are connected to him. See, that's the part that you got to stay in, in, in the mirror about. I tell myself, I look at myself in, a, in the mirror and I tell myself, you are created from good stock. And it's not just because of my family lineage, but it's my spiritual lineage. I'm connected to an amazing father who cares about me. I, I tell myself that often 
so that I can be reminded. See, you, you have to deposit stuff on the inside of you so that when you are by yourself or you, the enemy comes because he'll come through anything that's available. But you have stock in what he has already deposited on the inside of you to be a reminder of who you are in him. I, I could only imagine that that after Joseph went through all of what he went through, I can only imagine how he felt in the process. Because you can have a dream and you can tell somebody else about your dream and somehow or another after leaving them with your conversation, you don't feel like dreaming anymore. In Genesis 37, um, it gives you more clarity and a breakdown and an understanding about Joseph's dream. It tells you the process of what all he went through. It talks about whenever his brothers um, sold him. And it talks about when they, they sold him into slavery. And then once they sold him into slavery, they went back and told their dad that he was dead. And then they even used the coat that he had dripped in blood, animals blood, and presented it back to him to let him know so that he can believe that his son was dead. And after Joseph was sold into slavery, he actually went into um, a whole process of being by himself. A whole process. A whole process. But it wasn't until chapter 45. When Joseph's true identity was revealed. It, it, and how his identity was revealed. Was because he saw his brothers. In need of what he had the ability to deliver. But had he given up on. What he dreamed. Had he. Had, had he. Had he. Forfeited what he saw. Had he just shut his mouth after his brothers got sick of hearing him. Chapter 45 would never have been what it is. I'm saying to you that your life matters. And whether you believe it or not. I don't care how old you are. I don't, I don't, I don't care. God doesn't care about age. He, we're the only one who operates in time and age and all of these different things. He's an eternal God. 
He doesn't sleep. He's, he's, he's been in every generation and every season. He's the creator of this whole world. So what makes you think that you're too old to dream again? What makes you think that you're too busy or that because you have children and you're married that you can't dream again or that that is too late for you? It's never too late. If you're still breathing, it is not too late. I just wanted to encourage you on today just to let you know that where you are, could possibly be where God has you for the moment. But how long you stay there is left up to you. So after my conversation with with the lady today, it hit me. That I, that I am, I'm in some of the places that I've spoken. I'm, I'm in some of the places that I've asked of God. And I cannot get into that blessed place and forget about God. He is all I got. If this world folded today, will you still have God? I just, I just did. I'm I'm not going to be on long. I just kind of wanted to encourage you. But it, it hit it. I'm telling you, when I was talking with her, it hit me because I talked to her about faith and Stepping out and, oh man, where I am now, I'll say about nine or ten years ago, I would have never thought that I would be here. Mentally, uh, physically, spiritually, and I ain't, now, now let me, let me say this, I ain't arrived either. Let's get that straight. Mm-mm. Honey, I need God every second, every minute, every hour. I can't function without him. I'm so grateful that I get to call him dad. I'm so grateful that I get to call him father. I'm so grateful that I get to talk to him on my, on my, while I'm driving. I'm so grateful that I, I it, when I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking and I'm doing something, I can just talk to him and he talk back. That's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for his grace and his mercies. I just don't want you to Forget about the dreams that God has placed on the inside of you. 
and I was eager to come and record because I was like, man, we need to, we need to know this. Like we need to stop dreaming. And even if you are, you find yourself operating in some of the things that you are dreaming and believing God for, there's still more. And God is like, so you believe me to do that. But I have something bigger than that. It's just like with Adam and, and, and Sarah, whenever he told her that she would conceive and she laughed. And she thought because of her old age that she wasn't able to produce. So then she she allowed her husband to manufacture a blessing that was meant to be for them. Now, I'm not saying that the other child wasn't a blessing, but it was manufactured because that's not what God intended. God intended for her womb to be blessed and for her womb to produce. But she did not believe outside of the box that she had placed herself in. It wasn't until she was convicted. It's something about believing God when he says that we can have a thing. It's something about believing God when he has called us to a thing. It's something about trusting God and stepping out on faith when we know that he is the ultimate leading in everything that we do. So my question to you is, will you sit back and laugh at what he said or will you trust what he said? Because Sarah laughed whenever, whenever it was revealed to her that she would give birth. She thought it was funny. And it's amazing how it sounds crazy with some of the things that God has placed on the inside of you and he has given you to do. It sounds crazy to a people who do not believe in a God that we serve. It's crazy. It's crazy to apply for a house and your credit jacked up. It's, it's crazy to trust God to get through school when, 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 when you didn't finish junior college. It's crazy. But if God has imparted it on the inside of you, then we are not held responsible for what he do outside of what we believe. If I believe him to do it and he go outside of that, child, you in there. You can't stop dreaming. This is what I want you to do. I want you to find you some paper and I want you to write out some things that you want to do. I, I do. I want you to write this stuff out. And when you write this stuff out, I want you to repeat those things. And not only do I want you to repeat those things, but I want you to submit those things to God 
Because here's the thing. You want to make sure that even in you dreaming, that your dream is also connected to his will for your life. What do you mean by that? I want to. I'm glad you asked. I cannot have a dream or desire to be with somebody else's husband. God ain't in that. That ain't even his will. But you can write it down on that paper and think that God is going to do that. And what you're going to have the possibility of running into is a manufactured foolishness that God got to get you out of. When you write those dreams down, you give them back to him. That's what Hannah did. She could not produce until God shifted her, her, her heart posture, until her posture in worship changed. Because her motive for wanting a child was outside of what God can do through the child. Her ultimate reasoning for wanting to have a child was to keep Paniah to give the same few that Paniah probably was given to her because she was married to um, Elkanah. They had the same, they had the same, they was living in the same quarters. But she could produce children and Hannah couldn't. And so Hannah decided, well, you know what? You know, I, some, she, she was, she was, she was nasty. And so in the midst of that, because, because regardless to what, what we may think, God knows what is best for us. So had she produced when she wanted to the, the motive and, 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 and the attachment to the, to, to, to the blessing wouldn't have been a God thing. So God had to separate her from her issue so that she can get back into the presence of God so that he could change her heart and her posture in worship. It wasn't until then when she was like, okay, God, I, I'm so sorry. If you give him to me, I'll give him back. And see, God wants to know is that if I give you the dream, will you still give it back to me? Will you still lay it at my feet? Will you still serve me? Will you still make sure that, 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 that you worship me? And that you honor me and not the dream or the gift that I give you. He blessed Hannah. And when Hannah produced, she gave that child right back to God. God has no problem with us having dreams are wanting nice things are moving forward in this world. Matter of fact, we should be because we are connected to him. He just don't want the things that he give us to cause a wedge between him and us. Prime example, you start making the money that you want and living the life that you want and driving the cars that you want. And then somehow or another, you don't, you don't worship as him as much as you used to, or you don't consult him as much as you used to. And 
you know, you, you in and out with, with talking to him and, and, you know, it, it, you start to worship the things that he gave you versus the one who gave it. I just don't want you to stop dreaming. And in you dreaming and in you walking in the assignment and the things that God has called you into, I don't want you to forget about God. He's the reason that we move and we have our being. He's the reason that our life is functioning. So I just came on today's podcast just to serve you notice, just to let you know That where you are is right where God wants you to be. And if you feel like my life is a mess and all these different things, now is an opportunity for you to still get back to him and ask him, God, what do I do with what you, with what I have left? God, how do I honor you in this? How do I serve you in me moving in this direction? How do I function in this way? I'm learning every day. That I'm, I'm, I'm not intelligent enough to know what is best for my life. So I need his leading. I need his guidance. And that's what Joseph trusted God in. Is that even though I had these dreams. They were leading to something. And he went through the whole process. He went through a process, y'all. And nobody ever, nobody... I could only imagine nobody told him that where he was would be easy for him. I could only imagine that he's like, if I had not a dream, but how can you not dream when you are a dreamer? I just wanted to encourage you on today. I just wanted to let you know that where you are right now, you cannot stop dreaming. You can't stop dreaming. So whatever you need to do, write it out, think it out, whatever you need to do. Don't stop dreaming. 